could be that in the fall, I don't know, there's a tornado full of sharks raining down on us, or it could be full-on extraterrestrial invasion. Hi, I'm Colin, and welcome to The Tightrope, the podcast where we look for balance and clarity in the midst of the world that we live in. I doubt that any short podcast is going to give you that balance and clarity to last forever and ever. My simple hope is that each week we can help you to take a step forward. What's going to happen in the fall? We're asking that question for a lot of reasons because, well, maybe for one, it's just a point of of real interest, all the crazy things that have happened. Um, Whatever happens, it will be the stuff of, of... great adventure movies or disaster movies. I'm not quite sure. Um, it could be that in the fall, I don't know, there's a tornado full of sharks raining down on us, or it could be full on extraterrestrial invasion. Welcome to earth. I, I really can't predict. And, and that makes it hard for us to plan. And I'm going to focus this week on the issue of what's going to happen with, with our children, um, with an eye, of course, to faith formation, because this is an Ascension podcast and that's kind of our jam. And also because um, I'm a teacher in a school with kids who go to a school. So that's kind of my jam. And I'm guessing that one way or another, you're pretty largely affected by what's going to happen with with kids in school in the fall. Even if you don't have school-aged children, it's kind of a, a marker of just just time and season and the the flow and shape of our culture and society. So what's going to happen? I've been a part of a few different committees and, I don't know, uh, planning entities with regards to parishes and schools, um, looking at CDC guidelines and state guidelines and archdiocesan guidelines and uh, a document that was formed for Catholic schools throughout the country to help us to think about these things. And then I've been trying to translate those principles into a confirmation program that usually takes place smack in the middle of the summer and trying to figure out what the best decisions are. It's really hard to, to plan. Um, if you're planning, if you have nothing to do with schools other than your your kids go to school, it, it's hard to plan for the fall right now. If you're uh, an organized type, you maybe usually have this nice planner, maybe it's a nice paper planner, and this time of summer, you take it out and you're you're filling in, all right, well, there's going to be soccer here, and then my kid's going to go to religious education here, and this weekend, we're going to go to, we're going to pick blueberries or I don't know, I guess you don't pick blueberries in the fall, whatever it is. And and now you you can't do that. Um, even in terms of more official calendaring, it has been such a challenge. So I want to illuminate a little bit of, of what the possibilities are, and I want to translate it so it's the principles are relevant to all of us, even those of us who have nothing to do with planning for school and religious education, um, who are just trying to figure out what our lives are going to look like. Okay. So, um, Principle number one that you have to look at when you're faced with uncertainty, look for your goal. And for all of us, our goal is heaven. And our goal in terms of our children is for them to go to heaven, for them to be well-formed, for them to become who they were created to be. And the really good news is that none of those goals can be thwarted by a pandemic. And here's what I mean. The means to formation, the means to sacramental preparation, if your kids are getting ready for First Communion or Confirmation, the the means to learning more about your faith, if you're thinking about parish school of religion, or the, the means to just well-rounded education, if you're thinking about school in general, it it was one thing before, it, and it was a very predictable thing. The kids went to religious education, they went to their confirmation class, they went to school, they went to tutoring, blah, blah, blah. The means have changed now. 
the, the means are, are going to be different, but the end remains the same. And for parents to be even more, especially in the driver's seat now, we have to ask the question, how can I still meet that end for my child to be a well-formed human being prepared for, for heaven? And it may be that I have to shift some of my other priorities around in order to be more engaged in that process. I, I doubt that we're the only parents who kind of in the spring thought, all right, well, man, my kids' teachers are, are they're knocking out of the park. They're doing a great job. But this virtual learning stuff, it, it requires that we become face-to-face engaged more in the process. And so even over the summer, you, you get some extra materials and do some worksheets and, and stuff. Um, that's my, my wife messing up the curve, not me. A- Amy um, really took the lead on that. We've been doing a bit of it, more certainly than we ever have in the past. And I don't want to make it sound rosy and special. Uh, it's sometimes a, a very gritty mess of kids who are like, man, we're doing math. It's July. Why? Um, but we become more engaged in that process because we've been trying to think, well, what is our end goal? Well, our end goal is for them to be well-rounded human beings who are oriented toward heaven, who, who love Jesus Christ, who, who see what's good and what's true and what's beautiful. And we have to become more engaged in that process. And at least this is an opportunity for us to be more engaged as parents. So I'll say that as, as principle number one. And if you are working in a parish or you're working in a school, um, I think that we do well to really encourage and equip parents more during this time. Because let's face it, even if we are on campus in the fall, or even if we are in our parish school of religion, there are going to be some pretty serious complications to that. And, and um it's, it's not like I'll be, all right, let's be frank. If your kid goes to a parish school of religion, I hope that your, your, your thought is, wow, they get so much out of that and they're so well-formed. Um, but I think a lot of us for a long time have felt pretty dissatisfied with that because we've been thinking, all right, well, what happens is that there's a director of religious education and we outsource our kids' religious education to the parish and they go for an hour a week. And how come they don't know what they need to know? And how come they're not actively striving as disciples? Well, because the answer before the middle of March, when this pandemic officially, I guess, started, the answer has always been more parent engagement, that a parish school of religion functioning pre-COVID um, was maybe already a broken model. And maybe now we have the opportunity to put more into the hands of parents in terms of a formation. My not-so-secret, not-so-evil plan, I represent Ascension on this podcast and happen to work in the parish and school team creating resources. I can tell you that looking at a lot of the things that we've been creating for years, there's there's already an app for that, for confirmation, for example. there There's a parent and sponsor guide um, that I happen to know a little bit about because my wife and I worked on those in the beginning of the program that, that maybe made its way into parents' hands and then got stuffed in between a seat in the car or just tossed in the trash or put in a pile on a desk somewhere and never got opened. But now you, you got to open it. Now we've, we've got to do the work. And, and at Ascension, we have a lot of things that I think can, can help with this. So if you are a parent and your kid's in confirmation prep, ask about like, what are the parent resources? Um, that would have been a good question to ask before, but now you really got to ask because it could be that a lot of the things that are happening for that program are happening online and your best chance, which was your best chance in March and is your best chance now for your son or daughter to become a well-formed, engaged Catholic is for you to be just deeply involved in that process. So that's the first thing that I've I've been thinking about. And um, I think about it as a parent, but also as 
as a youth minister who uh, kind of directs our confirmation program as a campus minister in, in a high school that is is hoping and planning to to reopen in a few weeks, um, but that also knows like who who knows what what could happen in the midst of the fall. Um, we we've got to do a better job of not finger wagging at parents, but inviting parents into this process. And and again, I'm not just saying that. I'm saying I, I think we have some pretty good apps for that. Um, AscensionPress.com, which is maybe where you found this anyway. Okay, another thing to to kind of think about, uh, and th- this is just coming out of a meeting, a school planning meeting that I was in. So there's three kind of models, three possibilities for full school in the fall, and um, one is is virtual, and that would be what we had to do in the spring, where there was a pretty complete lockdown and there's no face to face contact, and formation happens mainly online. And then there's a hybrid where we're able to be present in our parishes and in our schools somewhat, but we also put um, a portion of our program online. And then there's just what we were doing before where maybe there were videos and there was uh, online stuff, but it was kind of extracurricular. I I think looking at these three different uh, scenarios maybe gives us a little bit of a model for, for how we should be thinking about the future. We can't know the future, but we can plan for contingencies. And I think that that's a, that's a good thing that I liked about um, being on this this little committee. I was like, all right, well, what we're doing, what we hadn't done before um, all this kind of hit was, was to plan for what we will do if certain things happen. Not saying that they will, not saying that they won't, but we have a vision for it. I think um, that's a good model for, for life, for us to say, I certainly hope that you know, A, it doesn't happen, um, you know, the extraterrestrial invasion that I, I don't know. I keep bringing that up. I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, I'm not sure if metaphysically, never mind. Um, it's, it's planning for the contingencies. That's my point. I, I think we, we need to, in 2020, um, take a look at our family life and have a plan A, a plan B and a plan C, a plan for, what happens if the kids are home? Not just the school's plan, not just the parish's plan, but our home plan. If our kids are home, what are we going to do in the driver's seat to ensure that it becomes a time of thriving and formation if if our sons and daughters are, are again kind of split from each other? What would we do? And we can pray that it doesn't happen, but it but it might. Or, or what would we do if that happened for a week or two weeks? How can we not make it wasted time? You know, what, what will we do? I'll, I'll give you an example too. This morning, my wife is in charge of service for our school. So we've been thinking, all right, well, we really, really don't want to suspend service hours, but we also can't be encouraging our, our students to, to be out there doing the sorts of things that they formerly would be. So we turned to St. Therese's little way and we turned to the spirituality of St. Scholastica, who could do more because she loved more. We say, start that at home. You know, it's, it begins at home. So we can form for service in the domestic church. So that's a it's a contingency, but then you think, well, I guess we should have been doing that all along, huh? Not that we entirely weren't, but it should have been a bigger focus all along. Um, planning for what what you'll do if if there if there is, and this one freaks me the heck out. What if kids are in school sometimes and then not other times? Well, how are we going to handle that? And then if if they go back, what were some of the things that were that were problems before that we don't want to slide back into? I found myself thinking through this this morning that. 
there's this this vision of the fall and I'm like, okay, well, we're gonna go back and and then this is usually how things go after school and this is how we we balance things out between what's happening at work and how we handle homework. And, and I was default mode thinking, all right, well, we're just gonna go back to the way that we did it. And, and I don't know that that's the, the best plan. I, I thought about it a little further and I said, well, we've, we've had a much longer break from quote unquote normal than ever before. I, I think it's a good idea to pick out the dysfunctions in that and not go back the same way. Um, I think it was in my podcast for, for New Year's or around there. I'm always struck by the instructions given to the Magi in the dream to go back by a different way. Well, we really have a chance to go back by a different way. So let's let's pray and hope that things go very well and this whole COVID thing just melts away. And then we're, we're back into the potential for our, our regular family life flow don't just do the same old thing because you'll get the same old results. If we want to be better, then let's plan for a new way. So I guess my my two overarching points. One, our goal for the formation of our children for ourselves cannot be thwarted no matter what happens, no matter how bizarre. And in 2020, who the heck knows? We can still form our children for heaven. We can still be formed for heaven. And we have to think with that end in mind. What's our overarching goal? And then Two, we got to plan for contingencies. The contingencies we plan for, um, whether with regard to school or just regard to our family life, um, we should we should plan for those. What happens if we we go back to a, a more full lockdown? Please God, we don't. Or if that happens temporarily because of some sort of local quarantine, what do we do? Um, what what do we do to deal with uh, with what might be an uncomfortable in between? And finally, when things go back to quote unquote normal, how do we go back by a different way and not just do the same old tired things? So that's what I'm thinking about this week. I hope it is relevant to you, whether you are listening as as a parent, a grandparent, a, a single person, a school person, a director of religious education, if you're tuning in from outer space and you're an extraterrestrial planning your invasion, hopefully this changed your mind. And I don't know why I keep talking about them. Okay. For Ascension, I'm Colin McIver, reminding you to take a step forward. 